0: Welcome to the Georgia 2022 show. It's November 13th, and I'm with my co-host, Christine Dolan. Uh, welcome back, Christine.
1: Well, Todd, I don't know if it's good to be back because we're following, you know, the the, the crazy days of the election. And it's not over because it's the, we've got too much going on with those uh, voting machines.
0: Yeah, the voting machines, the mail-in ballots—just uh, it's it's obvious now it's complete fraud. And I hope people uh, wake up on both sides of the aisle because there's a lot of Republicans that thinks we just need to work harder and everything will be fine. And that's obviously not the case. We are brought to you by the Georgia Record today, and uh, we've got some really interesting guests. We I'm hoping we get them all on in time and in order, but if not, please bear with us because uh, the news is fast and furious, and we've been. Uh, working like crazy to get this show together. So we've got Kevin Moncla, who is an election integrity activist, who filed a complaint with the State Elections Board recently before the election. We've got Sarah Thompson and Ted Metz, who have been all over the Carter Center in their actions in Fulton County. And then we have William Quinn, who is uh, a variety of things he's got his hands on in multiple counties. So uh, before we get started, I want to talk about uh, this is Obviously, we're past the election. And um, look, we're going to need help to continue this fight. I'm just going to be blunt with you guys in the audience. So if you could go to our no ad subscription, I know we have a lot of websites. There's advertisements up there. They bother you on your phone. I know you might not like them. But here's a way you can help and grow the company, help grow the company, our media effort, and, and really the ability to get to the people in the field that need to hear what's actually happening. So sign up for our no ad subscription it's a few bucks a month you get no ad access across all of our websites i think we're up to number 11 with uh cdm and espanol which just opened in miami with rooftop election coverage we'll be live from cpac in mexico city next week uh so this is really exciting but look we need resources to grow this company so please consider signing up for our no ad subscription and and help grow media that you can count on because even all the networks even fox are a complete narrative at this point in my opinion Uh, I'm waiting on Bill Quinn. Uh, Christine, why don't you tell us about your globalist show? And I'm going to just contact him real quick.
1: Okay. so what we did today, folks, and you can take a look at it because it'll be it'll replay is uh, there was a documentary that came out in July on the BBC. And it was it was like a reality show. And it was hosted by a woman who's a mathematician. Uh, who was involved with the lockdown and opening up in the UK. And at that point in time, when it aired in July of 2022, there was hesitancy for people getting their boosters even and getting their shots. They lied in the documentary and said it was something like 4 million um, British citizens did not get them when, in fact, it was much higher than that. But having said that, I was asked by uh Paul Merrick and Pierre Corey's folks to take a look at this documentary. I was horrified when I watched it. And then the host of their show, Betsy Ashton, who is a, a renowned former CBS consumer affairs reporter for the networks, um, who, who's the anchor of their show, interviewed two of the participants. Uh, and so she asked me, we talked about ethics and we did this and we had their permission to run it in our global show. <laughs> Because it really is international where Moderna, Pfizer, J&J are distributing their shots all over the world and it's having an impact. And surprisingly enough, some of the people that were the experts in that documentary are connected to Pfizer. Uh, and they were even telling pregnant, a pregnant woman who participated in the documentary that there was a 15 percent um that her baby would not have a, she would not have a miscarriage with her baby if she took the shot she chose not to take the shot but we also know that the pregnancy injuries are for real so i it's it's a very interesting show and we had the permission to run it because it, it does have a global message
0: that's fantastic, and and do you have any ideas on your show next week? Are you going to continue this stream, or what do you? Oh, yes, about?
1: we're going to continue the stream, and, and I and I we're going to we're going to yeah, get into you? some, some very on. serious uh, conversations about the cover up by the and the media on the uh, pharmaceuticals. And I think we have a problem with the tech problem, but hang on, folks, because we will get back, and I know that uh, Bill Coin is waiting in the wings as well. And Todd may have a problem on his end. We do have a tech problem. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and bring Bill in. Bill, good to see you. Christine Dolan here.
2: Hello, Christine. Good afternoon. How are you?
1: I'm fine. I'm fine. I guess we we have got some pro- We've got some tech problems with uh, Todd. He's on the road. But, anyways, Bill, tell us tell us what's going on in in Georgia.
2: Well, there's a there's a number of things. We had a very interesting week. Um, if uh, we referred back to our last conversation. Um, we were uh, anticipating um, some interesting things around the election. Uh, we were also looking carefully at what was going on with Catherine uh, Engelbrecht and uh, Greg Phillips, who were uh, thrown into jail for failing to, uh, to uh, be willing to disclose the name of a confidential witness um, in a defamation case of all things. And uh, luckily, last Sunday, they were released uh, took a little bit of time to get uh, go through the process, from what I understand. But they were uh, released, and uh, were back uh, back at home that afternoon.
1: How are so, they doing? Explain to the public for those that, that don't know what you know who they are and and why they get thrown into jail. Because it was quite something when that when the judge made that ruling.
2: It was uh, remarkable to say the least. So uh, Christine Engelbrecht is the leader of True the Vote. Uh, Greg Phillips is uh, the leader of a. Uh, Partner organization, I think is the right way to to, uh, refer to it, called OPSEC. And they had um, discovered uh, the information that was the foundation of 2000 Mules, the uh, documentary that came out earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. And they also, as part of that and an outgrowth of it, discovered some information about a company up uh, in Michigan that uh, seemed to have some um, uh, connections that needed uh, further investigation. And in fact, uh, brought in a number of folks into a meeting back in August that allowed independent investigators to be able to begin to look at this company, Connick, and their connections um, to uh, communist China, essentially. And so uh, they were um, in the middle of uh, preparing for the election and so forth. Um, On uh, uh, September 12th, I believe it was, they were uh, served with a defamation suit by Connick saying, oh, these things are all fake. These None of these are real um we you're you're defaming our company and you need to you need to quit it and no, oh by the way we need uh, need you to uh to be found uh, uh liable for this there's Todd
3: there we go all
0: right guys That's okay that on the fly.
2: <laughs> go ahead so thanks we were just giving a quick update to uh, to true the vote and uh, mm-hmm. the things that happened last Sunday. so um subsequent to the filing of this suit there was uh, an arrest warrant issued by the LA district attorney um, for Eugene Yu, the CEO of conic and guess what's in the the arrest warrant? The same exact things that um, were talked about with regard to uh, uh Suspected theft of poll worker information and housing that information in communist China, which of course means that um, the Chinese own anything that sits on their internet. So um, remarkably, in the midst of all of this um you know, uh, Eugene Yu is allowed to post bail and is sitting someplace in Los Angeles. And uh, the judge in the defamation case, not the criminal case, the defamation case, decides it's uh, it's absolutely necessary to uh, discover the name of a confidential witness. And uh, when uh, Catherine and Greg uh, uh, elected uh, elected to hold that information um, private, the judge threatened, and then ultimately. Th- them in uh, in jail um for that they went uh filed a, a writ of mandamus a day or two later and the uh, uh the fifth uh, district court of appeals ordered on uh, saturday night um a few days later that they be released and they were in fact released on that sunday so um
1: that's remarkable yeah Under- so
2: Shall we talk about the election in Georgia for a few minutes? It was it was rather remarkable.
0: Yeah, let's get into that, and then you you had uh, some other interesting stuff. But yeah,
2: sure. Yeah. So uh, so on Tuesday, obviously there were a myriad of issues all across uh, multiple states. Paper running out of uh, the poll locations, uh, so they couldn't uh, print ballots in places uh, uh, out in uh, Arizona and others. Machine failures. So, as a matter of fact, when I went to scan my own ballot, uh, it uh, took two tries to get it to go through and actually be accepted. And um, my wife had noticed that several people that were going through my particular machine before me had the same exact issues. Whole counties that weren't working, they weren't functional uh, in the polling places in New Jersey and others. Um, Here in Georgia, Gwinnett County reported power outages and other issues. Um, And then later, as we began to see uh, results, Lo and behold, here come once again, as we saw back in 2020, these infamous spikes right. of uh, votes being reported And in a in a given reporting cycle. All the votes go for one of the candidates, and they have this uh, gigantic spike in uh, in ballots. Um, in the case of uh, Warnock and uh, Walker, I believe one of those spikes was about 100,000 uh, ballots all at once.
0: I'm curious, Bill. Was was the spike that Warnock the spikes that he got obviously fake? ballot dumps did they go for Kemp too or was it just I mean I mean for Abrams or just for Warnock uh
2: I, I haven't seen reports of of that habit happening with Abrams mm-hmm. I've seen the reports that I've seen from uh, the folks that are expert at tracking such things um uh suggest that uh, the main one that they they noted was uh was Warnock and and Walker's race so sure. One huh. of the interesting reports following all of this now, and I believe it just came out in the last 24 hours, 62% of all voters, according to Rasmussen, are now concerned about possible cheating in the elections. 62% mm-hmm. of all. We're not talking just the Republicans. We're not talking the, the independents. We're talking everybody. Was that a recent poll or before the election? Uh, this is recent from what I understand. It's, okay. it's very current. And it, again, it's Rasmussen that brought it out. I believe it's up on truth right now. So it's it's fascinating. People are. I th- I hope that this means people are waking up to there's something that needs to be examined here, um, yeah. and it isn't just you know one side. That uh, it it's all people are beginning to look and say. Yeah, this doesn't really feel right. Why does it take, you know, three, four, five days to count ballots when Florida, a bigger state than Nevada or Arizona, counted everything and they were done in about ninety minutes. Yeah.
1: And, and also they have to take a look at the state rules bill, because, I mean, in, in places like Pennsylvania, you know, it's 40 or 50 days of early voting, because a lot of people were saying, myself included, why, when it was just 2 million people that were, you know, voting for Fetterman, why did they vote, you know, especially because of the debate? And and I, I guess I had forgotten, or I'm overloaded, you know, that it was 40 or 50 days early voting, so so they voted before the debate. Yeah. I mean, I I, you know, when if you live in a republic and you have a democracy, I mean, you, you should be you, you people should be debating, you know, and there were a lot of races this year where a lot of the, the opponents, the Democratic opponents refused to debate a lot of the Republican.
2: Right. I think there was a very interesting report from uh, Project Veritas trying to have Katie Hobbs explain why she didn't want to debate uh, uh, Carrie Lake and, uh, you know, just didn't want the discussion to the point where she was uh, running away from. You know the Project Veritas uh, uh, reporter, and you know, trying to get out of the conversation so she wouldn't have to justify why.
1: Or why didn't the people in Arizona demand that she that she not oversee the election when she is secretary? Well, they did
2: ask her to
0: recuse herself, but she refused.
1: Exactly. But,
2: uh, yeah.
0: Let me ask you, Bill. Do, do people in Georgia believe that um, people voted that heavily for Kemp and not for Herschel? As in
2: there, the- I, I don't think so. I think there's there's a lot of questions. As a matter of fact. Um, we have asked for the, uh, the cast vote record so that we can see on an individual ballot who voted for who and in what combination. There are uh, anecdotal reports of folks where um, they believe that uh, there were a lot of votes that came in and an individual um, uh, might have voted for Warnock and Kemp, which yeah. seems surprising to say the least so uh when we uh, when uh, we were able to get a hold of the cast vote records, one of the things that allows us to do then is look at the individual ballots. We can't see any personal information, so we don't know who cast the ballot. But wouldn't it be interesting to find out that a lot of people who voted for Warnock also voted for Kemp? Yeah, well, wow.
1: how long is this going to take, bill?
2: uh to do which part get get the cast vote records or yeah,
1: I mean, it's just' this you know, and and I, I just I, I just think of, you know, there's sort of the people like to have closure
2: oh yeah yeah this one's going to be an interesting one to get closure on i mean we're not even through counting votes in some of the states yet Mm -hmm. Um, several of the several of the uh, counties to their credit have come back and and advised that we expect to certify by tuesday would you like us to produce the report now or when we certify others unfortunately have come back and and said things like well uh, because we're in the middle of certification and because then we have to get ready for a runoff, we'll be able to get this to you by the end of January. This is a report oh, that takes about 15 minutes to typically to produce according to what I've been told by election directors. So why would it take two months to produce it? Seems surprising. Yeah. Um, but I, I believe as we dig into the data, and uh, folks are already doing that with the data that's available from the Secretary of State's office, we will continue to see interesting anomalies. One of the one of the things that uh, uh, David Cross, I believe, came up with um, just a couple of days ago was the fact that in uh, Appling County, one of the precincts reported a number of votes that was 1,400 percent of the number of registered voters in that precinct. Yeah. So I, I expect we'll see more of, of that.
1: I'd like to see what David Clements has to say as a former prosecutor, since he's been down there in Georgia before the election. You know, I think we need to have some prosecutorial minds and look analyzing what has gone on in 2022.
2: I think that would be valuable. We were we were lucky enough to uh, to host part of David's visit when he was here. and remar- Remarkable individual. We'd love to have him
0: mm-hmm. back. Bill, thanks so much. Um, this conic situation. One more question: Do, do you know? Which counties are still using Conic in, in Georgia uh,
2: the the only one that we know of uh, and this is a two-part question so bear with me for a minute here mm-hmm. the only one we know of that's actually using Conic software uh, something called poll chief is DeKalb County and they've refused to um, stop using it mm-hmm. however there's an interesting adjunct to this that came out from these independent investigators in the last few days um, Conic uh, in 2016 sold part of their technologies, to a company called Votum, V-O-T-E-M. And again, this is not an indictment of anybody. This is simply a, a description of business transactions. Um, in 2019, Votum sold some technology to No Inc. No Ink is the offer of the pull pads that are used both in Georgia and in many cases across the country. So what does this mean? Um, independently we don't know exactly but it is an interesting connection Um, and then overnight i believe cancon again one of the independent investigators we give a ton of credit to these guys they are bending steel every day to find things has a out of dallas a video showing voter counts vote count excuse me changing on the poll pads without intervention from the poll workers sitting there so seemingly automatically incrementing vote counts for reasons that are unknown at this point but there's actually a video up on uh, ken con's post showing that so um you know where does where does this story with uh connect uh go from here i don't know i i suspect there's more to the story and uh more connections as we as we go forward did you see the uh last question i promise did you did
0: you see the uh the post that uh, Greg Phillips put up uh, mentioning Pennsylvania, that he ha- that was the reason they were invest- arrested was because Allegheny. they had information uh, that, that, uh, that China was involved in Pennsylvania's elections.
2: Yes, I did. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me, but if I recall correctly um, what was said, uh, it um, stated that the officials, uh, certain officials in um, Allegheny County, I believe it was in Pennsylvania, not only uh, look the other way as data may have been placed in China, um, but but may have <laughs> um, may have participated or allowed that or facilitated it in some way. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of detail, and yeah. I I normally like to have some facts behind some of the stuff as we as we sure. start talking in depth. Hopefully, we'll have more on that as we uh, as we go forward. And well, then one we- one last thing for George, well- if I may, um, we're the, according to the uh, the reports out of or Arizona and Nevada this morning; um, those two Senate seats went uh, to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the Walker Warnock race is the last open um, seat that could be won by the Republicans. Um, and I will tell you that this is one of those times when we can't quit. Um, people are surprised by the outcome. In some cases, they're you know they're backing off, going, "Gosh, you know, we just can't win. It's just too you know we can't do that." You cannot back off this stuff right now. Um, Yeah. One of of my favorite speeches from from Trump begins with um, nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. And I think this is one of those times. Well, people need to
0: realize if it holds, which it may not, but we may win the House, which is huge in of itself. And that was out from just people showing up like crazy. Yep. So um, very much agree. We will see.
1: Bill, so, so I before before we let you go, I just yeah. want to know: Is Mark Elias roaming around in Georgia?
2: Well, he uh, still has the case uh, that was brought. Um, uh, gosh, I guess right around 2020, the one that uh, Greg and Catherine often refer to. I think that names just about every county in the state. You know that case is still sitting out there, and you know, in uh, active status land, if you will. Um, I do know. Uh, personally, that uh, the firm issued a um, cease and desist to uh, several counties, as I understand, and, and including Forsyth earlier this year, um, trying to stop the uh, the efforts to clean the rolls, the voter rolls of folks that, uh, in large part, had uh, we believe moved um, and may not live even in Georgia any longer. And um, they made uh, the the firm made efforts to. Uh, you know, uh, have that cease by uh, issuing a cease and desist to several counties.
1: And who who sent the letter?
2: Uh, who sent the letter from Elias's firm? One of they they believe have counsel here in in, in Atlanta. I don't recall the name of the individual now, but uh, I believe it was here here in Atlanta.
1: It's amazing! It's amazing. People should kick him out of the state of Georgia and every other state.
2: Funny how his name keeps uh, and his firm's name keeps popping up in these in these instances. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bill. we we'll have thank you back. You. I'm sure. Thank, you, bet. thank, um, you. thank you, both.
0: Uh, thank you for being patient uh, to our audience for all the technical little issues. Look, th- this is an example of we are a very lean organization. We don't waste money, but we are covering news from Ukraine to the Balkans to the Middle East to Eastern Europe to South America, Latin America, Brazil, where the axe on the Brazil story right now. Uh we Australia. That, yeah, Australia, uh, UK, four papers in the US, military paper, CDM and Espanol just opened. So we are very busy and I'm just gonna be blunt with you. We need resources. So when you think about your uh Christmas presents, uh don't go to the big box retailers, go to my pillow, use promo code CDM, get the best discounts. He's got 600 products. So go there and find something for your family and order it. It's extremely high quality, they will last for a decade and uh, you'll be very happy and you'll support us. So go to mypillow.com, use promo code CDM. Thank you. Now we're going to bring in uh, two people who have been very involved in the uh, issue with the Carter Center in Fulton County, Sarah Thompson who and Ted Metz, who you all know already. Welcome guys. Hey, okay, good morning. So who wants to go first to give us the latest update? <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, go ahead. Uh, so, I want on. to
3: start with the Carter Center. So well,
0: where, where, where did you want to start? Let's let's go there.
3: Well, um, Ted, um, how about could we do the QR code first, Todd? Do you mind? And then we can no. Go ahead. President. Yeah, sure. Okay, because I know um, that's on top of mind for Ted, and um, this he's been so wonderful. He's been a great leader here in Georgia. Oh. And, um, <laughs> you're just our you you're our caucus uh, secretary of state forever. <laughs> um, So with the QR code, obviously, um, there are a lot of challenges going on in Superior Courts across the state, and this is all based on Georgia Code 212412, and that is a a code section that basically says that the judges should be on duty on on the day of elections and be prepared to um, here, anything that impacts the free and fair collect, uh, election and counting and tabulation of votes. And they can be on, they should be on duty, as we saw, I think it was in Arizona on the day of, they had to make some decisions about how long the uh, or the, the timing of the polls and the opening and closing here in Georgia. They weren't really prepared, <laughs> um, I don't think, for this. Uh, in fact, um, we just received today, There, there was a a piece put out, I believe it was the Georgia Law Journal, and it was talking about their, what the judges could do to prepare for election day challenges. If they can be on the day of the election or so long thereafter as they are needed, is what the, what the law says. So there's still time, actually, for people to file uh, challenges. But the tricky part is when you have to do it while they're still counting and tabulating and as we know because we had the veterans day holiday on friday the law says they have until monday to to certify in counties but they bumped that one more day to the right to tuesday Hmm. so counties have until tuesday to certify so what we're in right now is a vortex of judicial opportunity to um to bring this to judges and judges are quickly waking up and Ted, maybe you could take over and describe what you've experienced so far in the judicial sector, because Ted has been to most of the hearings, which is so impressive. And they were, I think all done by Thursday. If I'm, if I'm not um, correct, incorrect
4: on that. Okay. I will take over. I hope there's not too much of a delay on, well before election day, there was a, an initiative put out by a few activists in this in this arena on a website called libertyjam.org libertyjam.org all the documents are still up there and the strategy is still up there for what we were attempting to do which was a little bit over broad now in retrospect we were actually asking a judge to nullify the dominion contract because the dominion contract specifies that the ballot marking device computes and and places a 2d barcode on the ballot and then it also specifies in the contract section 3.1 of the dominion contract specifies that the ballot tabulator or the ballot scanner tabulates the votes based on the qr code but in curling versus raffensberger back in october of 2020 Uh, judge Totenberg made it very clear that the way this is working is violating two sections of georgia law 21.1300 and 21.27ac basically both say that the ballot shall be in human readable form you know human readable form is not a 2d barcode and furthermore that the tabulation machines rely on the human readable text. Mm-hmm. So the Dominion system doesn't do that. So we, issued, we, we wrote up a ballot challenge essentially so that anyone could download it and take it into court on election day. And we were encouraging people to take a picture of their ballot. Some folks got in trouble for that. And we'll talk about that maybe later. But the long and the short of it is I was able to get into court first in, in, in Cobb County with Judge Poole and I presented my case and my prayer for relief was that they recount, the ballots hand count the, the ballots and, and void the dominion contract. Well, under 21, all they can do is really look at the votes and make sure that that's a free, fair and, and uh, you know, trouble free election. Basically if the poll is open too long or not, you know, the line is too long, you can make some mandates, to open the polls, but he really doesn't have the authority to rule over the contract. All he can do is demand a recount. So my case was was dismissed. A couple other cases were continued. They were filed on time on, on, on Tuesday night, and then one went to court on Wednesday. And I'm not sure what the order was, but it was probably also dismissed. And then on Thursday we were in court with Judge Warren Davis in Gwinnett County, and and this time we were extremely specific on on what we were saying to the court, which was that the 2D barcode is not human readable, and since the tabulator is reading the QR codes, or pardon me, the 2D um, the 2D barcode, then we don't really know who we're, who we're voting for because we can't read 2D barcodes and that is the focus of our our entire argument is if we can't read the 2D barcode and the law specifies that the ballot shall be human readable and shall be tabulated based on human readable this selection needs to be redone or the ballots need to be counted by hand so, so we're, we we have until Monday night we, you're, Monday you're, night
0: you're essentially relitigating the uh Raffensburger case curling versus Raffensperger, right?
4: Not exactly because the currently versus Raffensperger was much more in depth than that. And in, in mm. that there was all sort of other vulnerabilities and insecurities in the election system. So that's not what we're arguing. We are just arguing basically on the ballot did not match what the ballot is supposed to be as defined by law. So the judge has the authority to uphold the law. And so again, Ted, the remedy is to recount.
1: Mm-hmm. So Ted, who, with everything that happened in Georgia in 2020, why who makes these decisions to put the QR code on the ballot knowing that the law is it explicitly calls for being
4: <laughs>
1: and That's who, exactly what we wanna know?
4: Mm-hmm. And the thing is it's it says in the contract, and so who is supposed to know is the entirety of the public is supposed to know that the law says human readable and the contract from Dominion says QR code, pardon me, 2D barcode. Um, and we've just, I guess we've been attacking the wrong issue with the wrong party. So now we're laser focused on the contract being void because it voids Georgia law still based on relitigating Curling versus Rathensberger.
1: But again, you have to, you know, this isn't made by a computer. Somebody, a human being, a group of people made this decision. Is there anybody in the state of Georgia that knows who made this decision for 2022?
4: Yes, and I have most of the film from the um, vendor showcases and vendor contracting announcements. So I think actually the decision on which contract to go with versus, you know, ESNS versus Hart versus... Um, Dominion, I don't really know who ultimately made the decision, but we do know, and this is not necessarily speculation because it is fact and historically based that many people within the Kemp administration during his term as Secretary of State had ties to the same people who who are now morphed into Dominion, you know, back to Diebold and such, you know, Diebold morphed into Dominion. So there's some sketchy stuff going on in the background, and, and it's going to take a probably a, you know, like a Department of Justice sort of um, investigation to really get to the bottom of, of how this happened to us within the confines of the law and within the ethical boundaries of the oath of office of the people involved.
3: There is some information about what happened in 2002 with Secretary of State Kathy Cox so right after all the debacle in Florida, you know, Georgia was like, well, we're going to take leadership and we're going to be one of the first electronic systems. And one of the things that our law says, I think it's 21 to 300, requires if, if the counties are going to move off of paper ballots, like there need to be referendums at the county level. Instead, um, the the state decided to be leaders with whoever the uh, world. Leaders were other places. Who knows? United States. Who knows where? And uh, bring in this electronic system, and that's really fundamental. You know, there's always that that what door was 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 knocked open illegally. There was something we all know. Something didn't happen correctly, and that's one of the fundamental things. There are there's a municipality here in my county that's still voting by paper ballot, and because they have never voted to move off of it. Well, our county didn't either so it was a real shove in, and there was there must have been a lot of money and a lot of politics and a lot of promises made and you know they haven't had paper ballots until you know since two two 2019 was the first paper ballot that showed up so 2002 to 2019 no paper ballot so wow that's a lot of years of um problems
0: where, where do you stand on relief ted i mean you said there was multiple court cases some were dismissed you had one hearing is that
4: Um, there was i i I had one hearing and 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 it ended in dismissal but according to my best legal mind friends it's appealable Mm -hmm. um the one on wednesday i'm not sure exactly how that ended up i think that was ended up as a dismissal on the complaint for um the ballot challenge the one that was on thursday it's still in deliberation the judge said that he would issue his order on, on Monday evening. So that one may be the, uh, straw that broke the camel's back. If you will, I'm not sure what happened in in Murray County or others in South Georgia. I know there was one other one also, I believe in Gwinnett County that was, um, dismissed. So that's about all I know about how many cases were, where they were and and the outcome, but I know that Monday we have a chance.
0: We've talked about the Carter Center in the past in the efforts to stop it, but what Evans, what have you guys found since our last conversation as to what has been happening there?
4: The Carter you Center.
0: Yeah. Do or want did to
4: you ha- I was just going to say that the um, it's it's obvious that there is a wide um, divergence from their actions based on what is written in the law, and I think Sarah might talk about that a little bit. You know, the whole um what well, is a progress review board or whatever is, is completely unlawful in its, in, in its design and in its makeup and in its, con- its constituency. It shouldn't be. And then again, there also is nowhere in the law that allows a municipality or, or a county or even the secretary of state to authorize people to do poll watching other than designated voters in the yeah. state.
3: Yeah, I'm going to ahead. call out right now. I'm calling out our new elected uh, Lieutenant Governor, Burt Jones. He was a uh, part of the requesting team to request a performance review of Fulton County. So, Mr. Jones, we're looking for your leadership to make sure that this board that you and your fellow senators requested is set up correctly and lawfully. Else, our time and money and resources and the the work of countless families throughout the state has been wasted. I can't even begin to imagine the impact to the Fulton County families and the waiting and the thousands of pages that they've given to the county and the Performance Review Board that appears to be illegally set up. So Mr. Jones, please, as your first act, at having been voted on by the trusting people of this state who have given you the opportunity to represent us, please do something and get involved with dissolving this PRB, disciplining Raffensperger, disciplining Ryan Germany, who's been serving on it, he knows what the law says. 21 to 106 and 107, you need to be an employee of the elections division, and he is none such. He is the general counsel of Raffensperger, who was warned by our president in early January of 2021 before he before the runoff that he needed to be careful with the law. He needed to be careful not to commit crimes. And if he knew about it, he would he it. It would come back around and bite him. And here it is. He's gotten bitten. And I, I have a letter right here um, that I sent with uh, Susan Opersuth, uh of Fulton County. We sent a another demand to the, sec- the state election board on Monday. And it was a verified notice and demand for emergency relief from the illegal conduct of your board because the SEB appointed the PRB, the Performance Review Board. They did that. And what um, the, the two things we said was you need to um, dissolve the PRB, cease and desist. We asked that they turn over all their paperwork to the U.S. Attorney's Office and the the GBI. Everything needs to get out of their office right now, immediately, and the other thing we asked for is that they get the Carter Center out, to withdraw the Carter Center immediately. We gave them until 4 p.m. on election day, and they didn't do it. So what I did receive on election day at 1.26 p.m. from Chairman William Duffy of the State Election Board, I received the following verbatim. This acknowledges receipt of your complaint. It is being forwarded to the State Election Board Chief Investigator to be logged in and an investigator assigned. Now, hold on. <laughs> hold on just a minute. I just told them that they're breaking the law. What gives them, and I did write them back, I said, what gives you the ability to use our tax money to assign an investigator? to investigate your illegal conduct. Because they need to dissolve the PRB and they need to get their PRB out of that deal with Fulton County and the Carter Center. That's theirs. They are responsible for that. So what sense investigate us? Oh, we'd like an investigator to investigate us. No, their attorney needs to tell them to do the right thing or they're gonna get in trouble (laughs) with the law. The Constitution, this is all constitutional stuff here. All of these, the form and procedure, it all comes down from our Constitution. So there's no way they can win. So I guess their council doesn't protect them. So that's where we're we're at on that. I did, I did send them, when we learned about um, Laura Cronin and the poll worker who was kicked out, and I did speak to Laura Cronin yesterday at length, by the way. And interviewed her briefly. It's bad. Like what what they did to her, showing up um, at Fulton County poll, saying that social media they've been looking up on her social media, and she didn't no longer qualify to be a poll worker. It was questionable social media. Yeah, no, she was asking questions and doing things very similar to what Patriots do, and she just wasn't fitting in essentially. So she didn't do anything illegal yeah. or wrong.
0: All right, guys. Well, uh, Kevin Monk is coming up and we're running out of time. So do you have anything else you want to get out before we move to the next guest? We've got a lot packed in today. I'm
4: sure. okay. All I can say is that at least three of the five state election board members are lawyers. You know, Mr. Duffy is actually a retired judge. He knows the law. And, and this kind of like, like response from, oh, we're going to have to have an investigator look at it. It, it is ludicrous. It is. It's like a a canned response. Okay, thanks, Todd.
0: We'll have you back. Thank you both. All right, A lot going on in Georgia, Christine. It just
1: just continues. I mean, this is what, you know, I'm all for paper ballots. I'm all for getting people, you know, dead people off the rolls, people who moved out of state, changed their addresses. I, 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 you know, I just think that, this can all be ha- if Florida can get it right. Sure, why can't other states get it right? And it, it's political will,
0: well, it's 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 criminality and leadership is what's going on. All mm-hmm. right, so we've got one more guest, um, Kevin Moncla, who is an election integrity activist, uh, been involved in Georgia elections for some time. He's coming in, uh, audio only. Okay, you there, Kevin. I'm here, guys. How are you? Good, Thank Kevin. You, How are you? Thanks for coming on and sorry about the mix up this morning uh, before the show. And uh, thanks for coming back on at the end instead of the beginning. No worries. So, <laughs> so you have been active yourself uh, filing complaints with the state elections board. Give us an update on where, the, just an overview of your case and, and where it stands.
5: Well, I can say that I could relate to Ms. Thompson. Um, we have meticulously filed our findings over the past two years and at least a dozen complaints going from every er, going from everything from practices and protocols to the machines. And our latest was about the machines and how that there's an anomaly in um, in Georgia's machine similar to that of what was found in Tennessee, where ballots would be scanned, and essentially hidden from the count um, without any warning to the poll worker or um, or to the voter. Uh, We documented it extensively. We also found that about 20% of Georgia's ballots were being rejected for errors that don't exist and that they were operating at about 100 times the acceptable limit as defined by the EAC for accuracy.
0: So you're talking about adjudication where a human being can come in and decide who the vote was for?
5: That's a good question. We don't know what happens to those ballots. Um, Mm -hmm. We know that whenever they're rejected and then accepted, there's something happening that shouldn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: But the mere fact that they're being rejected at that rate is, um, like I said, 100 times the acceptable limit. And we asked that the state election board do nothing more than ensure that their rules and regulations as promulgated by them were followed by the counties. And the only remedy we asked for is if that wasn't followed, there would be an automatic Hand count for that particular tabulator or polling location to remedy whatever inaccuracy may be, um, Mm -hmm. may exist, to err on the side of caution, to ensure the count. And they summarily dismissed it. We hired three election um, experts, systems experts, who all testified and supported our findings, uh, resubmitted our, our complaint, put them on notice, and they failed to do anything.
0: Yeah. And this is at the state election board level, right? That's correct. And then you got a response from them, something to the effect of,
5: uh, well, we hired somebody and they said, everything's fine. Correct. Right. They hired an outside testing company. Um, They would not provide the name and the responses provided to the state election board by this outside testing company was so ludicrous that it was insulting. Yeah. So we didn't want to be summarily dismissed for, um, these excuses. So we hired our own experts.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do next, Kevin?
5: We are raising funds to um, file a lawsuit because Tuesday, what's going to happen in Georgia is the certification of an election uh, by, by dominions numbers only. There is no reconciliation. There is no check and balance. Um, Fulton County, especially, nobody's ever counted the paper ballots and compared it to the, to the tabulator, for uh, at least for early voting, which is a majority of, of votes. So yeah, it's, it's ludicrous. It's, it's crazy.
1: Kevin, I, let me ask you, is the attitude that, you know, we're going to do whatever we want to do and you can do whatever you're going to do complaining about this, but you're never going to win. I, I mean, how much of a serfdom attitude do these people have against the citizens of Georgia when they raise these issues?
5: I think you characterize it. Well, um, We were very hopeful with Chairman Duffy being a former federal judge that he would respect the rule of law and um, at least rules and regulations get orderly. None of that's happened. We've been we've been fighting an uphill battle and we're not asking for anything but doing what um, they're supposed to do.
1: So is it because everybody's playing golf at the same country club? I mean, what is
5: I believe you're right. That's all right. That's what's happening.
1: So this is the social pressure and uh, to go to the next cocktail party.
5: It's, it's something, but it's not right. Whatever's happening. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, don't give up, Kevin. Don't give up. Oh, we won't
5: keep fighting. Yeah. um, I'm like a, um, I'm like a compulsive gambler who's lost, you know, already lost the rent. I'm all in. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, join the club. Join the club. I mean, it's it's when you throw your hat in the ring and, and you just realize that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Kevin. We'll have you back. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Kevin. Bye. So this, this a this, mess. Is,
1: this is a mess all over the country.
0: It's just criminal behavior from the top down completely. Um, and it's amazing how a lot of very reputable people, as he said, You know, I I know other attorneys in Atlanta who are very hopeful for Judge Duffy coming on the state election board to run it. But the other side is that uh, Kemp has basically defanged that organization by giving it no money, uh, which is, you know, so they couldn't really do much if even if they wanted to. Uh, So it's it's window dressing, you know, it's which happens a lot in in a lot of these red states. Actually, the uh, the Republicans are putting window dressing on election integrity but not really actually doing anything so yeah
1: you have to ask take a step back here Mm -hmm. and and ask the question Mm -hmm. what does everybody get out of out of not doing the right thing yeah what what, you know why is it that we don't you know usually if you're going to have competition you want a fair competition but then everybody just throws up their hands and walks away from it and says, no, this, we just have to live with this. Well, they're
0: being, they're they're ideologues or they're being social pressure. It's probably a variety of things. I I think the Chinese are very good at that. Um, You know, who I think, you know, is one force behind this, obviously because Connick is in DeKalb County and all, they gave all the data to, to communist China. So Uh, There there's blackmail there. You know, there's all kind of things.
1: But somebody has to lobby for the for these companies, Todd. Somebody has to to say, okay, fine, I'll get you Georgia. I'll get Mm -hmm. you Michigan. Mm -hmm. And somebody lobbies. And then there's a group of guys above. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, But somebody somebody does their dog and pony show with the just the right people in the room locally at that state level to get those contracts those are the people i want to go I, I i think we need to d- d- take a dive on who, who who lobbies for these companies
0: oh good idea mm-hmm. okay to the audience uh, one more time check out mypillow.com for christmas gifts you'll be amazed at what he's got there dog pillows everything uh kid uh bible pillows Slippers Slippers are
1: great, folks. I'm telling you, the slippers are great and the pillows are cute.
0: Sofa throws, everything. So check it out. Don't go to the big box retailers and support the people trying to destroy the nation. Support Mike Lindell, promo code CDM, and sign up for our no ad subscription and get access to all of our news across the world for a few bucks a month and support independent media. And until next time, thank you very much for coming on The Georgia Show.
3: Take care. Good to be back.